Hello and welcome back to the Zen Row Podcast. I'm your host, Jazz Benwait Gill. And today's Zen Share, I want to talk about breath work. I had this incredible session the other week um, with Brioni Bronson. Oh man, I'm not going to remember her name, but I'll link it in the show notes. And oh my gosh, it was, I think it, it was almost life changing and I wasn't expecting it to be. I've done breath work before when I did my meditation teacher training and it was different yoga breath techniques like fire breath and a, a tiger one where you stick out your tongue and so I really thought the experience was going to be similar to that but I was in for a surprise. It was about 30 to 45 minutes of just breathing and the breathing was matched with um, different songs and she would just moderate, she moderated throughout, but it was a very soft kind of nice moderation that you didn't really even notice, like her voice was so soothing. And she just, we just started off breathing normally. And then it went into fast breathing. And then it went into breathing just through your mouth. And everything matched the tone and beat of the music, which was really interesting. And here I was breathing away, trying my best to, to you know, fully participate in this. And all of a sudden, I just started crying. The tears just came out. And I feel like something was just released. And the, the, it, there's just a, such a beautiful thing that, I, that happened was I, I almost, I feel like I almost saw my soul or my soul was showing me that I, I had unconditional love and support within me available and accessible anytime I needed it. And I felt that love kind of washing over me. And I feel like I cried because it was so beautiful. I know that sounds a little woo-woo and out there and cheesy, if anything. But I just wanted to share that with, share that experience because it was just incredible. And I absolutely wholeheartedly recommend breath work, um, you know, trying it out at least once to see how it does. I mean, not every session is going to be life-changing by any means, but... It's something, it's a modality that's out there that I recommend. And it's just another way for you to get clear, like just clear, clear your emotional and, and soulful and spiritual self, just as you would clean, take a bath and a shower, like you clean your body, you clean your house, but do you clean your internal world, internal self? How do you clean that? And I think a good way to do that is through breath work. So that's my endorsement. Go out there, do a Google search, <laughs> try out breath work. Um, I'll link the person that did it for us. Um, she was wonderful. So for today's actual podcast, I'm going to be talking to you about failure. So no guests today, just me. Um, I, I just had this kind of idea to, to talk about failure. Not something I've actually ever done publicly. Um, maybe I've given a couple talks here and there but I haven't really addressed failure in my life and I think it's important to talk about it because it's not necessarily talked about a lot we always look at people's highlight reels and look at their success and see them as overnight successes and all that great stuff but really there's people go through failures and mistakes all the time and it's just not talked about and I and I want to share this to normalize failure and tell you that you will fail and there's nothing wrong with that. And it's just a part of your journey and it's just the way that you perceive it. Don't let it mean something about you. 
because it's a normal thing to fail. It's a normal thing to uh, have experiences and make mistakes. You're only human and we can use those experiences as learning opportunities. So I want to start off my story of failure with my very first business. I had a custom tailored suit business that I started with my brother. It had nothing to do with digital um, online internet, nothing. It was just something that we did like, like uh, it wasn't a brick and mortar by any means, but it was not really digital either. It was kind of a little in between. So I started with my brother. Um, you know, it was an, like a, a really interesting experience. I mean, all of my experiences have been interesting, but I think working with your, working with a, a sibling was was uh, definitely an interesting experience. I mean, we get along great, and um, so there was nothing there. But uh, yeah, so what caused the failure? We did it for a couple of years, and ultimately we just weren't making money off of it. And it was it could have been a lack of experience or the fact that we were really naive, and um, you know didn't really have much direction or just lost interest. But a couple of, uh, you know, a combination of those things led to my brother deciding that he wanted to, you know, part ways and do his own thing with, uh, with something else. And that left me with still having this desire to continue doing it, but really not being able to make it work without him. Uh, so then I ended up having to close it down. Now, I can look at that as a failure, but... As I look back, and this was back in 20, 2008, 2009, 2010, around there. So this was before social media and Instagram or even podcasting and everything that we take for granted these days. But this was a time when blogging was huge and Twitter was huge. And I, what I really got from this experience was the fact that I started this this blog and it started ranking really well in that for SEO and I you know was really active on Twitter and met a lot of incredible people in Toronto and um, you know was invited to all of these amazing fashion events and was almost like an influencer at the time like a fashion influencer which is so weird for me now because I'm sitting here wearing sweats and I used to wear like these beautiful custom tailored suits and dress up and go to these events and drink Prosecco for free with um, fashion designers. So it was just a, like as I look back, it's such an incredible experience to be, to have all of that happen, but also get all of these valuable skills that I still use today. Um, you know, blog, blogging, Twitter, SEO, um, what it takes to start a business. And also in hindsight, I had all of these great things going for me and what if I had pivoted and started something else from that whatever like I had a community and I had people following me and I was known for fashion but what if I had pivoted in some way to make it work for me so I mean that's it that's in hindsight there's so many things that happened after that but just an interesting thing to note is the beauty of pivoting which is not quitting, not failure, but it's just like changing your mind and going a different direction, which I think might be a little bit of a theme throughout this uh, failure story. So um, also around that time, my brother and I bought a house together. And this is around 2008 when there was this huge um, 
recession happening and prices were crazy low in 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 downtown so we bought a house and um that was it was one of our i guess it's something came out of it because it was super successful um you know that house is maybe triple the value now so i mean it definitely was a, a great investment um not a failure by any means but i think for me personally i see it i can add it to my list of um quote air quote failures because it was not something I could handle. So after about two years, I ended up selling my my ha- my portion back to him because I just it was I didn't want to have to pay a mortgage and be an entrepreneur at the same time, and you know, and I felt like I was at the mercy of this house and the payments and everything that went along with it, and it was just not for me. And so I mean, in essence, I I, I could say that I quit or or I failed at that, um, but. I also made money from it too, which allowed me to pursue some wacky ideas without having to worry about money. Um, it also invest in other places. So, I mean, you can take it as a failure or or quitting or or you can see it as success because I made money and I moved on to other things because I realized it wasn't for me. So there's there's a lot of nuances when you talk about failure. From the outside, it might look like a failure, but experience is always um, specific to the person and how they kind of perceive it so around that time around I think it was 2010 um, when I had given so we had closed the business and we bought a house and I I think it was after a year um, I had uh, also given that portion to him but I had also started working with an online dating website and this was a friend had just started it told me like wanted me to come on board because he saw that I you know was really good at the social part of like blogging and Twitter and I had really kind of become a pioneer in in kind of being this social media community manager which didn't really exist at the time so I I had kind of learned everything on my own and was um, I I could understand concepts and figuring out how to come up with a strategy so he hired me on to, to help him with the social part of it and what a crazy ride that was it it took me all over north america new york san francisco um a couple other places i think texas um so a lot of crazy places i went to not crazy but a lot of place a lot of travel just to to kind of one of our strategies was to go to clubbing events and put and give out give out gum with our stickers on it and this did really well because people would keep the gum and then look at the package and see our sticker and then go to the website and sign up. Uh, so this actually did really well. So we would go and travel to all of these clubbing events and I would give out gum. Uh, yeah, so that, that was an interesting gig. And so did that for a while and then we wanted to launch in India. And I ended up having the opportunity to go to India and explore explore and do market research to figure out if it was a good step for us there was a lot of other competitors there who focused on group dating and it was an interesting concept that we wanted to get into as well oh by the way it was an online south asian dating website so i went there and it's funny enough i had a friend who worked for google india at the time so i was so i asked him if i could crash at his sweet hotels because he lived in hotels but they were suites and if you ever go to a five-star hotel in india you know that it's 
like a 10 star hotel in, in, in North America. So he agreed. So I was living in hotels with my friend for about two, three months. And we went, we stayed in Delhi, in Mumbai and Bangalore. And while I was staying with him, we would, I would have meetings with different people, like people in the industry, competitors, customers, and just try to gather as much information as I could about the, about the market and if it was viable for us to launch there. And after like two, three months, uh, I came to the conclusion that it wasn't a good idea to launch there. So I kind of put myself out of a job because <laughs> we ended up not pursuing the company further because it was all about launching in India. It didn't, it wasn't viable. So then we ended up closing the company, which was uh, an interesting choice um, from like not really my decision, but the founder's decision was just really to shut it down because it wasn't something they wanted to pursue. So there you go. Kind of put myself out of a job but i was in india and it was fun i was i was having fun like i went to all of these cool swanky events with my friend who was very well connected and had some other friends um the founder of the other of the south asian dating website actually moved there because he met someone from the site and got married so that, that was a interesting little spin and so i had a couple friends who lived there and um it was fun so and when I ended up coming home, I missed that. I missed having that network, having friends and having this good time. I was lost when I came back home. So because I had like some money saved from my, um, or some extra money left over from my um, cash out from the house that I sold, I decided to go back to India and pursue this idea of manufacturing clothes again, menswear, because I, I hadn't shaken the idea of the custom tailored suit business. I still loved fashion. I still wanted to pursue it in some way. And I came across, um, through a friend of a friend, I came across this company who they were doing like uh, capsule collections based on specific cities and selling it. And, and I thought that was an interesting concept. So spoke to the founders of it and they said, hey, why don't you come to India and we can work on it. So being myself in my late 20s and being a lot more riskier than I am now, I jumped on a flight and met up with a guy that I had never met before but talked to online and stayed with this house. Uh, oh my gosh, now that I think about it, it is a little bit risky. But anyway, he was a friend of a friend, so not super stranger. Um, incredible person um anyway i stayed at his house um meeting him for the first time and on that day i felt like i had i felt like i really belonged we went out met a bunch of his friends met up the rest of the team and a bunch of other people and i i just had this feeling like hey i'm supposed to belong here and this is like this is where i'm meant to be it was really crazy. Like I had a net, I, it's like coming on a flight. I had a network of friends. I felt like I belonged. I was doing something I really wanted to pursue. It all made sense at the time. And so we worked on that and I was just messing around for a while. Like just cause I, you know, you had money in the bank. Um, I found a place to live and I was just partying and having fun and working on this business idea. And then all of a sudden we had this opportunity to go to San Francisco for 500 startups and they were going to give us $15,000 
this was like a couple like maybe six months later and i was like we don't really have a product market fit at the and not really a strong business but we have this opportunity to do to go to san francisco and work with um you know these veteran entrepreneurs and it's like what do you do when someone's going to give you a fifteen thousand dollar check and this opportunity to be in an accelerator program but you don't really have a business so obviously we took the opportunity because what else are we going to do you're not going to say no right but at the back of my head at the time i knew that this was not a strong idea and i was i i know that i just wasn't confident enough at the time to really take the reins and pivot there's the word again like i kind of knew that this idea wasn't really going to work like we just maybe we just weren't fit as a team to really push it forward and we were more of a tech-centric team and i was more of a marketing person and not really i didn't really have the fashion like knowledge like i didn't go to the fashion school or anything and i i just i couldn't really i didn't feel like i could push that idea forward maybe i could but maybe my interest and my passion wasn't there so i mean you can there's all these maybes and what ifs and who coulds and when you look at things in hindsight but in any case we went to san francisco for three four months and we left someone in india to take care of the business and but it wasn't really going well like we 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 barely had customers we had like a handful of customers we were trying different things um you know we're trying facebook ads and all this kind of weird stuff that we were learning but things weren't really working and you know the fifteen thousand can only get you so far and at that point i was broke oh i was I, I had no money. I was relying on that 15000 for my flights and getting us through this time in San Francisco. And, you know, I had a root canal situation that I had to bill onto the company because I couldn't pay for it myself. So it was quite an interesting time. Uh, I learned a lot with, with 500 Startups. It was an interesting program. But they they were also kind of new. Like I think we were batch six, so we there was only six rounds. So it was only a couple years old. So they, for them, it was more of a marketing ploy to push the program forward and um, using us as kind of their you know bait or guinea pigs and figuring and evolving and iterating as they went. So I that kind of felt that because the whole point of the program was to pitch to VCs in San Francisco and New York, and which I had to do. I didn't want to do it because I knew our, our business was not really, I mean, not that I knew, I mean, I try, I made myself believe it, but in hindsight, it wasn't a good business. And in hindsight, I think we should have pivoted once we got the 15,000 and did what we were good at to try to make or salvage what we had. But instead we really tried to push this idea and we didn't get any funding, um, big surprise. And then, um, you know, a couple, one went back to India, tried a couple more months of trying to make it work. It didn't work, ran out of money so bad, had to borrow money from my parents and came back home with my tail between my legs. So here I was in 2013 or 2014. I can't remember. I think it was 2014. Totally broke unhappy and kind of unhealthy too just because i wasn't really taking care of myself my parents were really disappointed in me and i knew that i had to make a change because at that point i had three failures under my belt two of my own companies and one 
that I that I really put a lot of hard work into and it had nothing really to show for it and I, you know at that point I really allowed my failures to define who I was which is unfortunate but I think it's a journey that we have to all go through so I allowed it to to define who I was and but then I also was motivated to make a change so I really focused on what I could control which was my health and you know and just like getting back on track with my money situation and you know things happen for a reason to like and things for me grateful that, that this happens but they all seem, always seem to work out for me and I think you just have to have this belief in in belief that things are going to work out and that's always been my mantra and things and the thing that kind of gets me by sometimes so as I was coming back from India I got a call from a friend of a friend who was starting a business in New York and liked what we did for the social for for the the fashion company again really crazy how social media and marketing was is just something that I learned on my own with the three failures that I had but something came out of it the fact that I had this this experience in in social media and marketing and growth it, it kind of piled up but all so although there was these failures there's all this experience that came out of it as well so the, so and then people took notice and this friend of a friend who was starting this company was like I really like what you did with that company can you come do that for me and of course I jumped on it and I asked for money up front because I was completely broke and that I had to work remotely because I wasn't able to move again and it worked out I helped I worked with the founder and worked with him to build out this company this food delivery startup in New York in 2014 worked with him for about two three years um, before the company was getting so big and it was becoming so geographically centric that I was had to make a decision whether I wanted to move to New York or not and I decided not to um, and wanted to work locally and you know figure out I felt like I had done enough travel in my life uh, and I really wanted to to set down roots in Toronto and figure out my life here versus moving again so that I mean it was successful it's it was and has been very successful company even to this day and so I finally felt some sort of success for the first time in my career, which was gratifying. But I still held on to this um, perception that I was meant to be a failure and I couldn't get anything right on my own. And I let that mean something about me for a very, very long time. And it's something that you really have to work through and figure out, you know, hey, this this is not about me this is this doesn't have to define me and it took me years to to kind of go through that process and unravel it and and realize that I am successful and it, it, it's as easy as even just repeating I am successful which I did quite a lot uh, I ended up then after that working for a mobile app startup in Toronto which you know was a great point in my career because I was able to really work up to becoming a vice president of marketing and I feel like for me that was such a huge like a dream job like the pivotal part of my career like I worked I had these failures but I worked up to being somebody in something and that really meant something to me but 
it's funny when you get what you want it's and it's like your dream it ends up being not what you expected and not something that you actually wanted so anyway it was a great experience but at the end of the day I am through and through an entrepreneur and I love working on my on my own and the funniest story of all and this is kind of where like coincidence and you know when you look back on your story you're like wow I can't believe that happened but I ended up working for my old boss so I started a New York company with him in 2014 left after a few years and he pivoted and created a new company out of the pandemic and he and I and I'm working for him again so it's funny how that works out um you know the important like if you get anything out of this this podcast it's the importance of your network and keeping good relationships because you never know when you'll need to reach out or people think of you so that's that's such an important part of this and the second part is really pivoting if you don't feel something's working there's always another way so don't quit or think you're a failure just pivot change your mind try something different don't give up that's kind of what I really want to get across and the other thing I wanted to talk about briefly is the fact that this Zenro is actually my third coaching company I tried this twice already similar concepts um, but the biggest thing biggest things that stopped me was my own mindset and this whole idea of feeling like a failure and that I couldn't move forward was a huge block for me and also that I wasn't good enough or I couldn't do it um, wasn't, you know, all of these weird and wacky things that kind of come up in your limiting beliefs. So I tried this twice. It couldn't, it didn't work, uh, because of my mindset. And now the third time is a charm. And I, I'm, you know, I'm still making mistakes and I guess doing little, little failures here and there. But the, the important thing is I don't feel this way anymore that I, I don't let failure mean something about me. I'm, I've worked really hard to know that I am worthy and I am enough. <clears throat> Ooh, losing my voice almost. But uh, yeah, so I worked really hard to create a bulletproof mindset and get to a point where I don't let things bother me. But even if they do, because I'm only human, I'm aware of it and I work through it. And so I don't let those things define me anymore. I am not going to give up. And this is, you know, this is what I'm doing now. And it's really important to me. And, you know, sharing these messages and helping others is really important to me and what I want to do. And I feel like we all have an obligation to to share some of our experiences and helping others as much as we can. So that's what leads me to that to, to today is um, looking at my failures, seeing them as experiences and lessons and stepping stones to where I am today. Um, which is, you know, a wonderful space, a place where um, I'm financially secure, I'm really happy, I'm really aware of my mindset and always improving, always looking to do better. So I really hope you enjoy the story time with me. Um, look forward to hearing your comments or questions. DM me on Instagram. Um, but um, if anything, don't give up on your dream. Keep going.